Hello, and welcome to Unbroken, a podcast about mental health. Today's episode is about stress and anxiety. So we've been in a global pandemic for just about 11 months now, and we've been in a lockdown. And right now we're not really in a lockdown, but we are encouraged to just like stay home and not really visit other people. And staying home without the ability to like go to a gym or maybe just lacking equipment can lead to more of a sedentary lifestyle or more sedentary than it used to be if you're not like uh, at your normal job where you might be on your feet a lot or if you're just not walking to work or something. So you've got some stress of being at home, probably being alone more and thinking about the future and being uncertain which is like stressful in its own way and then people who are losing hours uh, who may have lost their jobs um it's a really stressful time pretty much all around and a lot of people don't know how they can like cope with that or how they can release their stress but you were just telling me about exercising at home with no equipment yeah, um, I actually broke my toe, <laughs> and uh, not only was I pretty socially isolated, uh, I became physically isolated because I actually was stuck inside my home for six weeks. So um, I couldn't move my foot because I had a cast on it. I couldn't uh, normally, I'm pretty active. Um, and I could not leave the house at all. I couldn't drive anywhere. So it really affected my mood. I was feeling really down on COVID was quite restrictive as it was, but all of a sudden I, I couldn't actually leave my home. So, um, there was no way I was going to be jogging down the street or, uh, even using exercise equipment in my house because of my my uh, mobility was basically just upper body and uh, I was becoming more and more secluded Uh, what ended up happening is I was feeling so badly that I ended up just kind of staying in my room and laying on my bed quite a bit and watching tv but it was actually uh, making me feel worse and I started gaining weight and I realized, you know, I have to do something. I feel helpless here. So um, I had to figure out a way to move my body and get some form of exercise without any equipment and actually without having to use my legs and feet to do it. So um I got some inspiration. I, I, I thought about uh, athletes that have disabilities. I thought, you know, they're in great shape. They are, you know, really high achievers. A lot of people, um, they have competitions. I thought, how do they take care of themselves physically? What do they do to keep their fitness level up? Um, because I need to learn those skills if I'm going to, you know, become better i i know personally because i've been uh, 
an active person most of my adult life that it actually is going to make me feel better and give me some energy. So uh, I looked up some exercises online um, and I ended up, uh, the first exercise I did was, it was kind of like jogging or running on a treadmill, except I only used my arms. So I was swinging my arms and I would stand up. I, I, I could actually stand up. And I was watching TV. And what I would do is I would swing my arms as fast as I would as if I was running really fast. And I had a heart monitor on. Um, that's actually a really good tool, I find. And I, I looked at my heart rate, and it was getting high. It was actually getting as high as if I was jogging outside at a slow jog. And I was, I was actually quite amazed that I was able to do that. So I realized I'm like, I'm raising my heart rate. I'm getting my circulation up there. Um, and I did that for about 20 minutes. And I, I felt like I did when I actually worked out before. Um, and uh, it, I felt better. I felt I felt less helpless. Um, I, I started actually getting up and doing more stuff in the house. I, I wanted to do things. Um, I started, you know, cleaning up and stuff. And I started, you know, what I, I, I actually raised my motivation and my interest in wanting to do more stuff at home. Um, so it actually had a huge impact on my mood. And I thought, you know, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, just uh, basically swinging my arms <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, doing something to get my heart rate up for a while actually made a huge difference. So I was quite surprised that uh, something so simple could actually have such a, a good effect on me. And then I kept doing it. Um, every day. Sometimes I do it two or three times a day. Um, and uh, the other thing that I did too is I, uh, I put my headphones on and I put really good music on, dance music. And it, it kind of made the time fly by really well. Um, I wasn't bored. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was quite the, the healthy thing to do, even though um, I was stuck in my house still, but it made the last few weeks of being stuck here way better. I felt way, way better. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's actually uh, what they say is it, it has good impact on you when you are active and you're healthy. I used to think that that was only if you ran really fast, really for a long time, but it actually, you don't have to exercise that vigorously to get the, the health benefits of it and the mental wellness benefits of it. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's very true what they say. Yeah, like jogging in place or just like dancing for 20 minutes would be uh, kind of enough to just to get like um, your mood up for instance definitely definitely um, I, I used to be a runner 
but a couple years ago is the last time I was running, but I've had a few injuries. So I do still like to go fairly fast when I work out, even though I can't run anymore. But uh, I think uh, the research that I did after, after I tried this, because it was such a huge uh, difference in my mood from doing this, you know, short sprint of exercise. So I started doing research and then I looked at all the chemical processes that are happening in our bodies when we're doing something like exercise. So what it's doing is it's flushing a lot of those stress hormones out mm-hmm. because when we're under stress, what happens is our body is preparing us for whatever kind of hazard or danger or whatever it is that we need to be prepared for, which is why we feel that uncomfortable feeling of, you know, anxiety. Yeah, it leads to like, uh, like a sedentary lifestyle will lead to more feelings of anxiety and like uh, getting stressed easily and feeling more depressed because our bodies are still pretty primal by nature. Yeah. So uh, there's... Uh, a a stress hormone it's called uh, cortisol and there's another one adrenaline I think most people have heard of them but those are those are basically chemicals that are in everybody's body and those are very important chemicals because what they do is they make us active and alert and responsive um, very, very quickly. So if there is an actual real threat or danger that we can react and respond immediately and save ourselves, it's a survival chemical and it only kicks in if we need it. However, even the anticipation of a danger or a threat can actually generate these chemicals. Um, And so if we're thinking about things all the time of what could happen and we're worrying a lot, what happens is our body continually makes those chemicals. Now in the short term, when there's a real danger or threat, um, those come in handy. But when there's actually nothing happening, what happens is we enter this state of anxiety and we kind of stay that way. And it mm-hmm. feels, it's, it's really hard on our organs. It's hard on our state of mind. Um, it's, it's actually not good for our chemical or chemically for our bodies either too, because it's, it's affecting our heart rate and our, you know, our metabolism. It, it, these are very strong uh, stress hormones in our body. So so when you exercise, what you're doing is you're helping to dissipate a lot of those chemicals, get them out of your body, lower the levels, and at the same time, you're raising the levels of the feel-good chemicals. So the, the things that make you sleep better, those chemicals are being generated more. The ones that help with your digestion, so that's why they say exercise is so important if you're diabetic because those those chemicals are starting to work now in your body which drops your you know your blood sugar level if it's too high. Also uh, there are chemicals in our body that naturally make us feel good that to make us feel happy. So those chemicals are being 
you know, generated. And then also uh, there's even uh, chemicals in our body that naturally alleviate pain. So if you've got aches or pains or anything like that, our body actually is able to create those, those, the same impact as, you know, maybe taking a prescription medication or an over-counter the medication for pain relief. Our body can do that naturally. And one of the ways we can do that is exercise. So um, it's very beneficial. And of course, everybody knows, like a lot of us are eating more than we want. Um, you know, uh, so of course, weight loss, or we're burning some calories. And you know, really, when you think about it, our bodies are designed to move, not to sit all the time. It's actually not mm -hmm. healthy for our muscles not to be used. And like and some people listening joints. to this might be thinking like with your joints, like, oh, our body is made to move. Why does it always hurt? Because you're not moving. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, they say that when you hurt your back, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they've hurt their back in their life and, you know, you rest because you don't want to hurt your, uh, you know, feel a lot of pain. But the thing is, if you sit too much, what happens is your back muscles become weaker. Mm -hmm. So you can't support your body properly if you sit too much. So you have to use your muscles or else they become weak and you actually can hurt yourself more. So, you know, overall, you know, where we are designed to move and, and uh, it feels good. It mm -hmm. feels really, really good. Yeah. Uh, there's, I could go into like how diet plays into that, but I think that would be like a different episode. <laughs> But usually when people talk about exercise, they always talk about like the, the physical health benefits, but it plays such a big role in our mental health and like just how our brain kind of operates and produces those chemicals as you were talking about. Yeah, you know, I noticed another thing too when I started, when I got out of the house and I went back to the office, every time I exercised, like sometimes I would get up early enough so I could exercise before work and then I'd go to work and it was, I had like better focus. I mm -hmm. was thinking better. So if I was working on something, I was just thinking better. I was planning better. I was thinking faster. Uh, my concentration was great. Uh, even the quality of, 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 uh, how I was talking with people had increased. So I, you know, I became very aware that I thought, hey, my mental intellectual capacity is actually also being affected by exercise. So that was something I didn't really read about until after, but I actually noticed a big difference in that even. So this is pretty amazing how everything seems to be affected by either you know, moving around normally the way we should be or lack of moving around. Mm -hmm. How it, it just kind of makes everything slow down and not work as well. And it's pretty pretty amazing when you when you see the change and feel the change in your own your own self. Yeah, I notice a, a huge difference in focus. Like I have ADHD 
and when I'm exercising my body's producing more adrenaline and that adrenaline enables me to like focus on one thing so I think I don't know I think that might be uh, one of the reasons why I always gravitated towards like sports and exercise because I'm like naturally kind of hyper and my thoughts are all over until I'm playing a sport or I'm exercising and then during that time I'm very focused and I feel that those effects after I'm done exercising as well so if I like just go for a walk I feel less anxious and more focused which is really nice wow yeah you know I find it's like it doesn't have to be like a marathon <laughs> no like you don't like, you don't, don't need don't to be have... running just like no, a nice no, brisk you... walk yeah it's just like as long as you're doing it for a while um and it doesn't have to, i don't have to be running and i don't have to be you know going 10 kilometers or anything like that it, i just walk around in the house for the most part myself and you had mentioned that too juliana that you do a lot of just exercise right in your home too mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah i use i use some equipment but it's like very small and really cheap like i have a kettlebell um which might be up to 20 dollars maybe and if you look online for like kettlebell exercises it's like a whole body workout in about 20 minutes I love it. I, I like suggest a kettlebell to everyone. You can get a 10 or 15 pound one and do a whole body workout. Wow. Yeah. And it, that's the thing too, if you're doing any weight training and weight, weight training is, is really, really, uh, it generates, um, those feel good chemicals too. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a lot of health benefits to weight training and doing the cardio, which yeah, is, like, would be the walking and the, the running and stuff like that. But it does, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, equipment, people think. You know, I need a barbell, I need a weight bench, I need, you know, a universal gym. Mm-hmm. You can actually do a lot of stuff with just even gravity. Yeah, like just using you know? your body weight? Yeah, like push-ups. Push-ups, uh, squats. Yep, squats. Squats are one of my favorite ones. I, I don't do a lot of uh, weight training anymore, but mm-hmm. it does, It you can feel, I, I know for myself when I was doing a lot of weight training, um, I felt, I don't know, it, it was, I it, it did change my mood to, um, I felt stronger mentally. Yeah, I like I could feel physically stronger, and that led me to like being more confident. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, word for it. Is the the kind of mood changes, the confidence, and then uh, lots of energy. Yeah, like and I like... had more energy every day, all the time because my muscles were working well because I was using them well to their you know I I was using them to their potential more so I felt more uh yeah confident and 
alert. And so, yeah. Like weight training, it's good for your bones and it's also really good for your metabolism because afterwards you're burning more calories at rest than you would be had you done cardio. Yeah. And you know, um, when you take care of your body, you feel a lot of pride in your appearance as well too. It, and, and that helps you too. Mm -hmm. Because when you feel that, you know, you don't look as good as you used to, it does affect your mood. And when you take that initiative to take care of your body and your body's working better, you feel good. You know, you feel proud of yourself. You're doing something and, you know, and your, your clothes fit better. You can do more. It, it's just like, it's, it has such a great effect on you. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, the, the benefits to your brain are just, um, like the more I find out, the more I retrospectively realize that it had worked because it's like a slow, um, progress. But, um, like there are people who can't really exercise or who do exercise and still feel like anxious a lot and stressed. Um, I used to be super fit and exercised a lot. And then I developed fibromyalgia. So there are some days where like just getting up to the bathroom is like too much. But I started practicing mindfulness, um, I think in like 2017. I like people would help suggest meditation to me when I talk about anxiety and be like, oh, I'm not a hippie. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and then start doing yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I used to always think of it as just like someone sitting down and closing their eyes and just trying to like not think, which is a type of meditation. But like my thoughts are kind of always all over the place and it's hard to not think. So I use guided meditation, which has helped immensely. There's an app that's totally free. Well, it's free for Android on the Google Play Store, but on the Apple App Store, it's $1.39, so, you know, you might want to reconsider if you're with Apple. I'm kidding. So, I wanted to play just a little snippet of um, a beginner's guide, because they get kind of, they talk a little bit about mindfulness and how to get there. So, I'm probably just going to play, like, one or two minutes so people can get an idea of what guided meditation is like, because I know it can be scary especially for those with like PTSD to be just alone with your mind, it tends to go to like dark places. But with guided meditation, they give you these visual exercises. So I'll see if it'll play from my phone. Okay, great. Hello and welcome to this beginner's meditation. Here you will get into a relaxing meditative state with a couple of simple techniques that anybody can do Many people assume that meditating or being in a meditative state means having no thoughts at all and being completely still. But unless you are one of those rare people that has reached complete enlightenment and peace, being in such a still, constant state is extremely difficult for almost all human beings. 
the actual meditative state happens when we interrupt our train of thought and bring yourself back to the moment. After some time, or for any amount of time, it could be five seconds, or it could be five hours, thoughts will come back and will grab your attention away from you. This is completely normal and part of the ebb and flow of meditation. What you have to do is gently bring yourself back to the present moment without judging your thoughts. That is meditation. Consciously and continually bringing yourself back to the present moment over and over. There are many ways to do this and we will start with one of the easiest and most effective techniques, conscious breathing. It's been really helpful with myself as someone who's like always anxious and neurotic to be able to just like learn to accept the things that I can't change because I always focus on things that are out of my control. And that's just like not a good headspace. And, you know, I've gone to like therapy, which a lot of people don't have access to, especially those in the north or there's just not very good access um but learning how to uh like notice what my emotions are and think about like what started my anxious or stressful thoughts why it had a big impact on me and if i can change it what i can do to change it and if i can change it how i can accept it so it kind of like it starts off very slowly um, and it takes time with most things, but if you practice something like that daily, you can get to a much like calmer headspace. Um, you're still going to experience like anxiety and depression and stress most likely, but you'll likely get through it faster and it might not hit as hard, which oh. is like, it's really great. And I try to suggest it to like everyone, but they have this like preconceived notion of meditation, just be like trying to quiet your mind. But there's a lot more to it, and there are so many different kinds. You know, the transcendental meditation, that's usually for more experienced uh, meditators, where you're just, like, repeating a phrase in your head, or just, like, a word, like, OM, which is the sound of the universe. So you're like, OM, just over and over again, until you get to a point where you're essentially just focusing on that word, and you're transcending thought. So I haven't really been able to get there yet, but... Um, I hope I can because I heard that it can be really great for like anxiety. Wow, mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, so and all like, you really need is your your cell phone or a tablet or something, and be able to download an app. Mm -hmm. So I think they they might have them on YouTube as well, yep. right? You can just go to YouTube and like type in guided meditation, and like a bunch of videos will show up. They just have to decide which one to pick on, to choose. So you noticed a difference, like, like, uh, what what would be the difference between your state of mind when you start and then when you when you're after you you do a session? Um, if I start, well, usually I do it like at night, just as kind of a ritual, but. There are some days when I'm feeling 
more anxious or depressed about like something and then I'll choose a meditation and um if I can like wear some headphones and just like focus on the meditation and like visualize what they're telling me to visualize and really like get my thought into there sometimes afterwards I just feel like relieved and calm okay yeah there's like if um there was one time something like triggered some trauma from the past and i was kind of dwelling on that and on the the app i was talking about let's meditate they have an uh a meditation called letting go so you're like letting you're imagining you're like going through this pile of old stuff and you're thinking about what to keep and what to let go so you like might imagine that you're picking up an old sweatshirt and then you're kind of attaching like a memory to that okay because we tend to attach ourselves to like objects and then you like imagine yourself just get getting rid of it and I think you kind of do that over again until you get to like the big thing that you want to let go of it could be like a thought or maybe some feelings and like after I did that I felt so much better wow Mm-hmm. I think that is one thing that uh, I experienced um, when COVID was happening was I needed to distinguish between what I can control and what I can't. And I, was, I think I was feeling pretty powerless about the things I couldn't control, like other people maybe not following, you know, social distancing and you know having gatherings and stuff like that and feeling like you know the risk Mm -hmm. and then I and then I realized that I had to focus on what I can control and try not to worry about the stuff I couldn't because it was you know a losing battle it's like well but I can't change You know, I can't force everybody to to follow, you know, the safe ways of of keeping it more under control. Like, uh, once I got to that point, it really helped. But I know what you mean by, you know, you kind of want to get that out of your head. Mm -hmm. And like Um, with um, COVID-19, an example, and people who just don't follow or who are like straight up anti-mask instead of focusing on like what people aren't doing you can focus more on what you can do to keep yourself safe yourself safe yeah that's when i started feeling better Mm -hmm. i started feeling much better when i thought you know what you're doing all the right things i thought you know i wash my hands all the time I'm sanitizing if I'm touching things that other people might be touching. Uh, I wear my mask. I try not to, you know, go in uh, around a bunch of different people. I'm not going on. And I thought, hey, I'm doing good. I'm I'm living safe. Um, And maybe not everybody is. I think most people are. And yeah, I think there's, you know, some people that aren't, but overall, I I think we're doing pretty good. So that made me feel better. 
when I started. Mm -hmm. I guess I got a better perspective on it. Uh, what about like uh, social media, Juliana? Has that how do how do you think that's working right now? I think a lot of people are using social media more than they used to, especially if they're like at home or if they're not working or not working as much. And that can have a lot of negative effects with uh, people posting this like fake version of themselves where you're kind of comparing yourself to them or what you think they are or people just like going on Facebook or whatever other social media to vent or if you look at comments of anything and people are just writing like mean stuff like it affects your thoughts. Yeah, I, I found that uh, I didn't really see any positive things about coping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Social media with COVID, it was a lot of, it seemed like a lot of panicky people, actually. And uh, that that actually made me more worried. It, it kind of uh, increased my level of anxiety and, and stress about it when I started seeing other people reacting like that it was it was uh it didn't it certainly didn't help make me feel more secure mm -hmm. and now like i don't see very many people panicking panicking so much about it but i see a lot of people venting or like getting making these like angry posts about people who just aren't following the rules or who are like visiting others and partying partying and it's like there's no use in making a post like that where you're angry because there's nothing that you personally can do about it yeah yeah i agree um i i understand the feeling mm -hmm. uh but when somebody else reads it like when i read someone who's angry and venting it doesn't make me feel good it actually yeah makes me feel worse so everybody that's reading it is still affected by it so um venting and complaining and blaming i find kind of brings everyone's mood down uh i think we it it's it's human to mm -hmm. feel that way but when we are sharing that with so many other people who need to, you know, feel better, I, I kind of would rather be on the positive side if I'm going to share that. Because yeah. I think we need that more now. Because mm -hmm. we're already feeling pretty scared and stressed about a lot of stuff. And uh, I don't want to add to it, I guess. And I, and I know I do, you know, I do feel that that uh, negativity when I read it. Yeah, you kind of feel the emotion that the poster is conveying in their post. So they're writing an angry post and they may have made like 20 other people angry from that. So yeah, now they're, spre they're spreading like anger. When you could be spreading some positivity. Yeah. There are some positives that have come out of this pandemic. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that uh, you've, like some of the positive things that you've gotten out of this? Um, 
Well, working from home and spending more time at home than I already was, I've always been a bit of a homebody. I've done like more meditations and just done like more looking into myself and facing my past more and just doing what I can personally to get into a, a safer headspace where I'm not feeling bitter because years ago I noticed that I was getting this like bitter outlook and I did not want to be that person and now I'm like I've been practicing compassion and loving kindness and I now feel it like all the time almost uh, like on a pretty daily basis where I just feel uh, lots of compassion almost overwhelmingly so and empathy and it's a lot to feel a lot for these other people but it also is so much better than feeling angry or bitter about something so like for me with the work that I've done inwards and just helping myself grow it's been pretty good that's great you know like I've uh I've gone through some emotional you know stress mm-hmm. um and I was kind of in the same place where I was thinking you know I, I gotta go- stop letting this get to me it, it's not healthy and uh it, it it got me doing like more stuff to try and feel less helpless uh more creative because uh, it's like okay well you can't do a lot of the stuff you want to do now what are you going to do re- to replace that so that's where being creative uh really helped because i i was forced to think outside of the box mm-hmm. so i started uh thinking okay well hey i'm interested in art why don't i actually do that why don't i actually make some art um, so I started doing that more. Um, I was staying at home more, so I had more time for it. So, you know, that was a good thing. So um, just the, you know, the meditation, like I, I tried some of that because we, we got a bit of resources through work. So I tried doing some meditation uh going on like little solitary trips i found i started doing things like that more um and just realizing that the calmer i am i could be a calm influence on somebody else too Mm -hmm. so i started to realize i can emotionally support people if i take care of my emotions better and uh, I started trying to do that. So, um, because there was so many people who were stressed out yeah. that uh, I wanted to emotionally support more people. Yeah, so did I. And that's, I was able to make a documentary and put it out onto the internet about uh, mental health and like my struggle and physical health as well. That's right. You did do that. And that's, you know, uh, it's a way that uh, you support like thousands of people when Mm -hmm. they when they see that journey that you undertook. And when you share your story, I think sharing stories 
of, you know, overcoming these, you know, inside, uh, internal worry, stress, uh, not feeling well, and how you overcome those things. I think that helps a lot of people. It really does help a lot of people. It's a very powerful way of reaching out and, and helping other people. Yeah, and like with me being like open and vulnerable on camera, some people saw that and then felt comfortable enough to open up to me, which I really took as a compliment anytime that happens. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think a lot of times when we're stressed out and we're worried, and we're consumed by these, you know, a, a lot of fear and, uh, you know, what if worst case scenarios. I think a lot of times we feel like we're by ourselves. Yeah. And as soon as you share that with somebody and you share how you got past that, that brings people together and it gives them a lot of hope. That, you know, you know, you're not the only one that thinks like this and but you're, you know, there is a way to get through that. And and that's, you know, uh, that's how we need to help each other, I think, is how do we get through that? How do we, you know, uh, persevere despite the fact that, you know, especially at the very beginning, we really didn't know when this was going to start to to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope just to help people somehow. If if someone sees my documentary or like listens to this podcast and thinks maybe I'll give one of those things a try, then like that right there is a win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, um, something that kind of was a turning point for me during this whole crisis, it was, uh, I listened to this podcast and they were talking about COVID. Was, this was like at the beginning and they, and they, they talked about how adversity can bring the best out in you and that it's an opportunity. And I really thought about that and I thought, you know what? I gotta let this bring the best out in me, not the worst. Yeah. And I didn't wanna keep feeling the way I was feeling and I thought, I just gotta look for that. I really gotta look for that. How is this gonna help me be a stronger person? Yeah. So, yeah. I look for, I'm looking forward to the summer and uh, all the stuff that I'm going to do when this is all over. I hope it's over by summer. Yeah. Or, you know, this year at least. Yes. <laughs> I got a lot of plans. What, what, what are you thinking about? What you, what's the first thing you're going to do, Juliana, that, that once you don't have restrictions? Um, I don't know. Maybe go to the lake in Lorange. 
I want to go shopping in a mall in Saskatoon just because. Oh, yeah, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to not be scared of being around people. And so I want to go to the city and go to a mall with hundreds of people and just do stuff like that. Be able to do it, go to a concert. I'm going to shake someone's hand. <laughs> hey, I'm going to start hugging everybody again. <laughs> it yeah. would be great. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I've got a much better appreciation for how I used to say that, you know, oh, I'm antisocial. I don't like to be around people that much anyway. And I found out, you know what? I love people. Yeah. I love talking to people. I like being around them. I miss it. And so I, I it's something that we need. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I remember, you know, going to the grocery store after I was stuck in the house for six weeks, being excited when someone said hi to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and I was really, really happy. So, yeah, I I really realize now how much of a difference that makes in my life. It's like a beautiful thing, you mm -hmm. know, to be around people. And uh, I certainly appreciate it much more than before. Yeah, I, I used to think because I'm like so quiet around people that maybe I'm introverted. But I think I'm like introverted and extroverted because I do... When I'm around people, I feel more energized, which is kind of the definition of being extroverted. But then I also need to, like, be by myself for, like, a certain amount of time a day if I'm around a lot of people for a long time. But even people who are introverted, like, you still need to have uh, some, some semblance of a social life. Because if you spend all of your time alone all the time you're gonna feel physical effects negative physical effects and mental health effects too yes i am phoning a lot of people now uh, i still need to interact even if it's just a voice yeah i'm doing more like video calling i like to see the people that i'm talking to yeah my dog's yeah, crying I... outside my door <laughs> I think that's a cue to wrap it up. Okay, well, <laughs> your dog needs social contact, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Pack great animals. talking about how we're doing better on this journey now. And, you know, we, we've learned a lot, and it was great. Thanks a lot, Juliana. It was a wonderful discussion today. Yes. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, we'll we'll think about what our next episode will be. For sure. All right. Okay then. Great. Bye. Bye bye.